What's good, everybody? I just want to give a quick shout out to my boy Lavelle for kicking off the podcast series. He's been out here spitting hot fire, dropping facts and insight and keeping us all entertained. Keep doing your thing, bro. I'm proud of you. I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot. I've done a lot. And I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, everyone? This is Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. And I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for continuing to share. Um, Man, we done had some very exciting times with this podcast, I tell you that. And last week, over the week, it's been quite real. Um, So for those that's new to this, uh, we're going to start off with good read. Then we're going to transition to what's popping in Vail's world. And then we're going to hit the topic. And today we got a nice topic, man. Um, Just growing apart from old friends. So we're going to talk through that. Um, I believe a lot of people don't really help us through that. We, you know, some people feel bad at times when it comes to friends, but we'll talk about that later. Let's get on with the show. So today's good read is when friendship hurts, how to deal with friends who betray, abandon or wound you by Jan Yager. Uh, So I like this book because it really broke down um, the different types, personality types of of toxic friendships. Uh, Well, toxic friends. Um, the ones that kind of stuck out the most was the blood sucker. So the person that always like wants something, right? Uh, that can be fi- financial, financials. That can be emotional support. That can be a lot of stuff. They just always want something and and, and rarely give. Um, and I'm quite sure we all have friends and our friends that tend to have that trait because you know there's a, a healthy line, a thin line between healthy and unhealthy as it pertains to blood suckers because you know we all feel and assume and expect our friends to be able to help us out um, when needed and to be there when needed. Um, so it's it's very interesting how that d- dynamic is. Um, the fault finder, so someone that's always looking for someone else to blame and it usually starts off um, external and then you'll find out that you will become the blame eventually and it's just very annoying just those individuals that can't take accountability for anything um the promise breaker someone that always say they're going to be there and then they don't and then the copycat that individual that really mimics everything that you do from how you talk, from how you dress, from the type of people you like, from intimate relationships you're looking into, those type of things. And man, I tell you this, I've seen a little bit of every last um, toxic trait or friendship that kind of stuck out uh, over time. And just you know, by me being very observant and understanding. So that was really one thing that I loved. Um, how social media impacts friendships, right? So because we connect it, it's easier in a sense or ideally to um, maintain relationships with friends as well as get new friends. 
and that's kind of weird um and then stop obsessing over uh, failed friendships so you know letting people go can be bad um, because we view a lot of broken friendships and are no longer uh ended friendships as a sense of it was bad we hate each other and things like that um honestly every departure doesn't really have to be a negative and I would really wouldn't even say that it's failure unless you all really fell off hella bad. But other than that, like you can mutually just be like, you know, we're in good different spaces in our lives and we we grown apart. And that's okay. Um, so this this book is is great if you all know anyone um that has friendships that don't tend to be beneficial for both parties. Maybe, you know, may seem draining on the outside looking in, or if you're that individual. Feel free to just check out this book, man. It has some amazing tips. It has some amazing identifiers uh, for their toxicity within friendships. Um, when Friendship Hurts, How to Deal with Friends Who Betray, Abandon, or Wound You by Jan Yeager. Yeah, now on to hot topics. Topics, topics. Man, this last week has been balling, but I do want to start off with Kurt Franklin. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Kurt Franklin was on the phone and with his older son, his oldest son, I believe he was around 32, 33 years old, uh, they had a heated exchange. The son recorded the conversation and posted it on social media. And we have a lot of people that are trying um, to crucify Kirk Franklin. But then we also have a lot of people that grew up in a black household that's like, uh, nah, um, so it depends on what spectrum you're on. I see how, you know, trauma, now that I'm an, an adult and I've, I learned better, I see how trauma affects people. Um, and, and the tone that he was using, in a sense, you wouldn't assume that that was his son. Um, but again, I don't know the history of their relationship. And you never know how many times they actually had this conversation. And it was said that this conversation was actually you know, started off positive. And, and, and again, um, my mom, we, we was going years with just, you know, heated conversation or it'll start off nice. And in the end, uh, pretty bad. So I'm kind of, you know, used to it and just knowing the, the space that I was in as well as the space that my parents was in. Um, and then just reading the four agreements that, that got me out of a lot of, um, pride and ego in a sense and emotional, um, state that I was in. So when I was listening to the conversation, it was nothing out of the ordinary for me. Everything sounded pretty normal. Um, the biggest thing for me is that a 32, 33-year-old that I'm quite sure grew up quite privileged, um, blaming his parents for his downfalls. And again, that's the, the fault find, finder. Like, I grew up with nothing and um and figured it out and, and figured out how to be dependent of my family and friends. And to see this grown as man uh, just crying and things like that, it, it it hurt on both ends. It hurt to see someone do that and understanding the trauma and the stress that comes with that. Um they they definitely need therapy as a whole. But then also just, you know, put on your big boy pants, bro. Like you've been grown for a long time. And if you if you, you know, if you gonna say F the family, then 
don't come back. That's always been my big thing. Don't say f something and 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 down talking degrade something, but then also ask that same something for help. That's that's not fair. That's not not fair at all. Like if you're going to say forget it, you know, put on your big boy pants and and chunk that up. Don't say nothing that you won't mean. Um, two hours later, be impeccable with your word and own it. And that's just the type of person I am, man. Like, if you'll if be a man, like, don't don't pick and choose when you want to be a man. Don't don't pick and choose. I want to be a man when I when I got something to get off my chest. But let me hold um twenty dollars so I can pay, you know, for this or that. Like, no, nah, like own it. Like you'll stand on you'll stand on all ten. And then just posting it, that was just like what? That was just, you know, it the the stuff that Kirk was saying is like it, it confirmed it, man. Like you know, man up. Um, uh, I, I'm glad that Kirk kind of took, he took responsibility for, um, losing his cool. And, you know, I feel like individuals, it's a, it's a certain type of people, uh, that can really get you to that point. And it's usually loved ones. Loved ones can really make you angry more than anybody else. Anybody else, you just brush it off. Like, I don't know you, you don't know me, cool, whatever. Um, but when a family member or a close friend do it, it's like it validates whatever they're saying because they're so close to you. So it makes it seem as if everything that they're saying is true. And, and it just hits different as well as those individuals know how to to push buttons. Um, I do hope that um, Kirk's son does seek the help that he's, he's that's, that's needed. It seems like he has the resources. He has access to the resources. Uh, it's just really getting out of that pride and, and using it because you you have a a famous dad um, that has, you know, money uh, to pay for therapy. Just use it. Just use it and really go in there with um, the hope to heal, to be vulnerable, to share things so you can be able to explain your feelings to your dad because right now it just seems like a disconnect with communication because we can't communicate feelings. <laughs> uh, we're not trained to communicate feelings. So hopefully they get that together, man. On this one, I'm really like, you know, Kirk Franklin, he apologized because I don't know, uh, PR. Other than that, you know, it is what it is. Not saying that, you know, moving forward, I think the black community as a whole has became a little better at parenting and we know that certain things uh, shouldn't be shouldn't be said and how to cope with different you know different things but growing up as a 90s baby uh, I'm I'm used to that <laughs> and sometimes even worse so yeah I, I hope the Franklins uh, make it through this troubling time and just figure it out and keep family issues inside uh, that that one cool man keep it keep it classy uh, 314 day was this weekend uh, I'm from St. Louis, so 314 Day to the nation is is Pi Day. Um, but in St. Louis, it is St. Louis Day. And this is when everyone from all over, you know, you can be from St. Louis and stay everywhere, mostly Dallas, Atlanta, and Washington, D.C. <laughs> um, you will see a lot of St. Louis paraphernalia. So St. Louis Blues jersey, St. Louis Quart News jersey, hats. Uh, man, you'll see everything everywhere. Um, the day was actually started, if I'm not mistaken, around 2015 um, by Young Dip, which was a radio personality um, at the time. 
And he really just like, you know, three, one, four, let's make it a day. And in the, in the hoods, we, you know, we, we have that as well. So we have 31 day, you know, three, one, Trey Ace day and, and things of that nature. And it kind of branched over to the, the actual, you know, three, one, four, the whole city. And it always three days after my birthday. Um, so it's always a big turn up. And in the past, before COVID, you have concerts, you have individuals just going to buy emos, um, white castles, red hot ripplers, like, Man, we, we go in for 314 day, and it was a black thing. So if I'm not mistaken, either last year or a year or, you know, two years ago, um, the mayor actually made it a, an official day. But because of COVID, we haven't been able to to really celebrate it like we have, uh, like we should have. <laughs> but, you know, I, one thing I do love about 314 day, it allows a lot of people to reflect on and, and there's just so much positivity. Um, that goes on that's that's brought up and mentioned about the city that's usually not there for the other 364 days of the year. And that's really something that I would like to see more. I would like to continue the positivity, um, the great statements, the unity all year round instead of this one day. We just sit back and notice a lot of things. There's a lot of talent, musical talent, athletic talent. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities there in the city. Uh, but we only tend to remember it on three one four day, especially you know these last two years because we wasn't in a space where we can really celebrate, uh, have the concerts, have the parties, you know, be be one. Uh, so everybody's doing things via social media and just using that as an outlet um, to show representation, to show um, unity and things like that. And there was a lot of stories being shared, so. Hopefully, 314 can be 365 when it comes to support, when it comes to uh, loving each other, when it comes to unity, and the other 364 days out of the year, we're not going back to the hatred, the crimes, things of that nature. So, 314 day, man, shout out the city. Uh, we outside with it next year. Yeah. Um, oh, so I said. My birthday, three days before 314 Day. So my birthday, uh, March 11th, and we had a nice time. So my um, line brother came in from St. Louis, and he kicked it with me from Tuesday to Monday morning. So, yeah, that was a long time. And <laughs> and we actually kicked it, man. He got me outside, got me away from the computer uh, for a couple of days. Um, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have done anything. I just would have been chilling editing and things like that and in the midst of my birthday weekend i was able to get some projects out the way and make some clients cry so that was that was amazing but you know i, I did the basic you know i had kept it chill throughout the week because i knew the weekend was you know supposed to be the best turn up that COVID can provide so yeah i went to top golf um what else we end up doing yeah and that was cool you know i had to Give some people some L's. Um, my colleagues from you know a couple organizations that I'm a part of came out as well as my roommate. She finally um, came back in town and uh, she 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 finally got out the house and it was great being able to be out with her and just you know see her outside of her room. Uh, it's hard getting her out, so that was pretty that was pretty cool. Uh, and then my bro was just just here chilling, man. I went to dinner uh, with the Eddie V's. 
one of the funny things about dinner is that that day, um, a couple hours before, we had went the hot and juicy crawfish. And when I go there, I usually get the hot and juicy sauce. And I usually get the extra spicy seasoning. And whew, and I, I like king crab. I don't think I can ever go back to snow crab again. Uh, but it was so hot, man. And I don't know if this is a sign of getting old, uh, but my stomach was messed up. So I went to the dinner and I just got a filet me on. So everybody looking at me like, Dad, that's all you getting? Everybody plate looked beautiful and and marvelous with all this stuff on. I was like, man, honestly, if it wasn't for y'all, I probably wouldn't even order this because I don't even know if I can finish this. And um, because my stomach was just so bad. I had bad gas. And ah. Uh, but um my business partner, his girlfriend. Um, our social media, then our chief editor, uh, that helped with our blog. She bought her, um, boyfriend, my line brother, um, and then a friend of mine that I met here. Uh, we all came out to dinner. It was pretty cool, man. Um, I'm not really used to doing a dinner thing, having people out because what you, what typically happens, especially when I'm back home is that I'll be the one end up, you know, handling the bill, uh, for everyone. And after just being old, like I, I can enjoy time by myself. So that was really one of the things that kind of led me to not uh, celebrate so many things, especially with people. Because uh, the people that I was around at the time, they didn't have the means to, you know, cover their own bill and or turn up, depending on like what the event was. Um, so that was great. And then again, you know, being that person, I, I believe that if I'm inviting you out to celebrate this day that, you know, I should cover it. So just removing myself from that altogether, I just won't do anything or I just do something by myself. Um, so this birthday weekend was kind of different. Um, I actually got some gifts, some meaningful gifts, some stuff that I actually use and some, you know, things that can just add to the experience. Uh, so that was dope. That was Thursday to my actual birthday. Friday. What did we do Friday? Well, Friday was supposed to be a bar hopping, but we were just so tired, man. We was drinking since Tuesday, and we were just so tired. So we had a paparazzi surprise little photo shoot uh, for a client and Icon Park. We tried to go to Sugar Factory. We got there around 8 o'clock, and, and they ended up texting us at 10.30 saying, hey, your seat is available. We was like, uh, no. We was already home, passed out. Saturday, I went skydiving. So that was a big thing. Saturday, I went skydiving, and I it wasn't as bad as I thought. So if y'all go to uh, our Facebook page, Vels World Podcast on Facebook, you'll see the video footage of me jumping. I won't say jumping, but falling out of a plane. And it was quite interesting. It was quite dope. Very different. I, I expected more like a roller coaster type feel. I expected more physical, uh, physical feelings, you know, and it wasn't there. Like I wasn't nervous. I wasn't nothing. I was just ready to get it over with <laughs> at this point. And it was great, man. Um, met two individuals, Hakeem and Rena. They were pretty dope. They were, I think they were the only other black people that was there. Uh, so we kind of connected and uh, we like to call each other um, jumping skydiving family so it was their first time it was our first time and we was able to you know link up with them before we left tampa so that was pretty cool man i i if 
you know, definitely go when you're ready and prepared because if you do have that anxiety and things of that nature, it might be different. But if y'all look at the video, I honestly was just ready to get over with. And then when you fall, it's like, hey, <laughs> we here. Um, so, yeah, that was that was great. I've been talking about it for some years when skydiving. Um, so then from there, we were supposed to go out. So we just went to American Social. Uh, I'm, again, it's still a pandemic, so I'm all about safe lee going out and enjoying life so you know american social at the time they kind of changed their whole layout It's more of a restaurant type feel so in order for you to go in there and kind of turn up uh, you have to have a table so we went there had a table and it was it was chill for me man i, I like that type of vibe i like that type of energy i don't like going to places where i'm standing up shoulder to shoulder with people and sweating all of that um i like to be able to sit down and chill you know i can dance in my seat <laughs> or I can get up and dance by my seat. Um, but that's just the type of person I am a very chill person. I don't have to be around a million people um, to enjoy myself. And some of the people I was with, they, you know, they really wasn't feeling the vibe, but that was, you know, it is what it is. And I didn't want to turn up too much uh, that Saturday. Cause again, if I did, I would have went to a club and I just don't feel like that's the responsible thing to do right now. So I was cool. I was chilling. Um, we had some drinks, had some French fries, a lot of fries. Apparently everybody got fries and I missed the fry call, but I was able to eat everybody else's fries cause they definitely didn't finish them. Um, Sunday went to brunch, went to seven and Grove cause we stayed in the temple overnight and then went to gas freeze, uh, had a little hookah. And then I had another client on uh, Saturday, did an engagement shoot with one of our uh, wedding clients and then drove back to Orlando just in time to make the Heat game. And uh, Heat played Orlando, and Heat won. Yep, Heat Nation, let's get it. And from there, just went back home. My bro, he had an early morning flight at 8.05, so we had to be up around 6 o'clock to make sure that he made the flight. And everything happened good. And then from there, back to regular scheduled program for me. So my birthday weekend was good, man, for what we had to offer. I wanted to do a cruise that got canceled, uh, try to get a yacht. They never got back at me. Uh, but we was able to drink our Ace of Spade mimosa and call it a day. And the time change really, really over the weekend really messed me up, even today. So I don't know how long it's going to take me to adjust uh, because I'm used to waking up early, as you all may know. But now waking up early has been pushed to hours, so... Instead of waking up at five o'clock like I usually do uh, to give you all this podcast and end up turning into six o'clock and then just the preparation and things of that nature. So um, wish me luck on this adjustment as I prepare to um, continue to make these episodes. Hopefully I can get my life together, do it a lot earlier, because as you all know, after this, I get the running and things of that nature. So, yeah, show on to the topic. <laughs> growing apart from old friends growing apart from old friends it's, it's very hard man you feel guilty um but it's, it's it's just a part of life man and i believe we make it hard because of the pressure that we put on friendships and or what we assume friendships supposed to be and mean and what friendship means to me may be completely different than what it means for someone else and it's, it's hard because we don't want to let anyone down, especially as a servant type of individual like myself. I don't want to let no one down. 
So I always want to put my best foot forward to making sure that I'm doing everything that I can do to make this relationship work. And then I used to look at relationships that didn't work as I lost. As I don't like losing. I'm very competitive. So being able to grow out of that space, um, and, and it's hard. Like a lot of people that I went to high school with, our interests are completely different uh, from when I went to college and people that I went to college with, our interests are completely different from when I went to move to Florida and got my master's uh, degree. And some of the people that I went in my master's degree, um, our interests are completely different and that's perfectly fine. Now, one of the biggest things for me is that I, you know, I always felt like I can maintain, um, a friendship, but not necessarily have to talk to them every day, be around them every day. Like I'm not, that type of you know friend I'm 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 a loner I love being by myself and the people that know me um, they understand that so they don't expect for me to call them every day uh, they don't expect me to be around them every day and we just figure out what works for us so when we do you know link up when we do communicate it's very meaningful it's very intentional and making sure we really check in on each other um a lot of you know my upbringing has that survivors survivors remorse uh, because I'm in a better situation than what I grew up in and looking back and seeing some of the people that I grew up with not able to do the same thing just because of choices they made and or the resources they made and or, you know, it allowed me to understand the privilege that I had as being tall enough, you know, and all right enough to play basketball that allowed me to see different schools, allowed me to uh, meet different people, um, having the leadership skills that allow me to get in different programs that the school offered, different opportunities that the school provided, and then using that same energy to kind of get to college where I wasn't playing basketball, but my leadership skills uh, was sharpened. I had an opportunity to play basketball, so I was in the gym training, building those relationships and whatnot, and then made the, the conscious decision to, hey, this not me. Let me really focus on this leadership stuff. It helped change the world, and then that just kept opening doors for me on every level. And, you know, some of my, my, you know, people that I grew up with, they wasn't wired like that and or had the ability to do something. Because I had some smart homies, man, especially in high school. It was, I was not the smartest, i tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, everybody found, found their path and, and made it work for them. So not being remorseful in that sense and accepting that I'm here for a reason and it's my job to continue to lead and, and walk in my path. Uh, being able to love from a distance. Again, I'm I'm a loner, man. <laughs> I can I, I can enjoy my company. I can be by myself for so long. Knowing the 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 it's healthy to have friends and be around people and things of that nature. Um uh, that's a, actually a need. Um but that's a plus. So I don't necessarily need to be around people in order to feel complete. I'm complete by myself, and your company is an addition to that. And honestly, me hanging around people, I spend money, so I, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm okay. I spend more money than I was supposed to, so I'm okay with just chilling and hanging around and being within um, in the comfort of, of me. And then that leads to me like just spending things that can make sure that, hey, if I'm going to be by myself, let's, you know, a lot of people, oh, man, you bougie. Da, da, da. And I just want to make sure that when I'm by myself, that it's efficient and convenient and nice for me. It, 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 I'm not, I don't want to be by myself and feel like I'm in a sunken and or dark space. I want to, you know, still have that light. So that's why I buy the little things that I do have to make that. But being able to love from a distance, man, growing up, I was always moving. 
Uh, so I wasn't really able to build like strong relationships. And then my first uh, friendship in kindergarten, preschool, I think preschool, kindergarten, first grade. But when I was younger, uh, my first friend, uh, Rodney, I remember uh, when they moved, we stayed on 39th. And I remember when they moved and I was just like looking out the window and uh, I, my heart was broken. I was crying. I was so sad because uh, my friend moved. So I, and I kind of like got into space where I didn't want to feel that again. Uh, so that, you know, I feel like that played a huge part of how I view friendship, how I view friends and what, you know, how open I'm allowing myself to be uh, when it comes to friends. And I think I was like five years old when that happened. Um, so that sucked. And then we also had a lot of family. So I have a big family and you didn't need friends when you have family that big. So that also kind of allowed me not to really tap into friendships. And then just growing up in my neighborhood, there was no such thing as like friends. It was everybody was brothers, sisters, cousins, and that's how we grew up. So majority of my parents and uncle and aunties, most of their friends were literally like family and they called them sisters. So I got a lot of aunties. I got a lot of cousins. I got a lot of uncles. Um, and that's just how, you know, we grew up. And then that was something that I naturally took on. So people that, you know, most would may consider as friends, you know, I probably introduced them as this, is my bro, this, is my cousin, this, is my sister. And they introduced me the same way because that's just how, that's how I was wired. That's how I am. And, and, and you got to work for that. But you know, it's a little deeper when I call you brother, sister, you know, cousin, when I call you family than just friend. Um, so that, that thing, you know, really carried on uh, for a long time. Um, oh, big thing, you know, also the love from a distance before I go to the big thing. Now that I'm moving, I'm in Florida, a lot of family and friends, you know, Arkansas, um, in Missouri. You know, being able to love from a distance and know what that is and being able to, you know, I, I have exes that I have to love for from a distance just based on where we stand in life and where we are. And, you know, the biggest thing is like hate shouldn't be the only reason why uh, you detach yourself from someone or from situations. So I'm, you know, it was it was rocky um, for the most part. And a lot of that was just because of communication and not being able to get things through. Um, especially like with my exes, but you know, when you communicate effectively, like, you know, we just grew apart and that's perfectly fine. Our interests are completely different. And, you know, the things that we want to talk about and things that we want to do are completely different and that's fine. Like every time you leave doesn't necessarily have to mean, oh, this person hates me uh, or I hate this person. It's just we're in two different spaces in life and that's cool. Um, some people are still around because of fear. Some people are, you know, make sure that they stay around because they, they fear of letting someone down. Um, the fear of missing out, the fear of not being able to help somebody when they need it, the fear of someone leaking information that uh, they share with an individual. There's so many different reasons that people fear to leave someone, and that's why they continue to stay. The fear that someone uh, might be worse than them if it is a bad thing. Um, that's leave, that's keeping them there. So it's just so many different fears uh, that individuals have and why they stay around. 
So being able to get out of your comfort zone is a, is a real big thing of growing apart from new friends. So being comfortable enough to, to gain new ones. And the myth of no new friends, you know, Drake had a whole song about like, no, you need new friends. As you grow and elevate, you need new friends. Um, because what you will find yourself doing is being complacent within your friendship and missing out on opportunities because you're not allowing yourself to be. Uh, I will be a fool if I would have went to college and didn't meet anyone, meet anyone in our network effectively because oh, I don't do new friends. So I'm just still stuck with my high school friends and still growing up and only really have my high school friends to lean on and not being able to utilize the resources and opportunities that new people in my life were able to, to allow me to have access to. So yeah, the no new friends, that's, that's dead. I like the song. It was cool. Uh, I, I get where he was coming from, but you know, the message for some people was they really felt like they can get by and elevate in life with no new friends. No, you need new friends, but that doesn't mean like you replace your old friends with the new friends. That doesn't mean you have to cut off old friends in order to gain new ones. Um, some cases it, it does mean that, but you don't have to intentionally say, Hey, because I'm finna get this new friend, I gotta cut off this one friend. <laughs> like you don't have to do that. Uh, it usually naturally flows hand in hand. And then also just the fear of like how will your new friends mash with your old friends? Because I have friends from different environments. Um, it's you know, I don't care about bringing everyone together and really allowing them to see the different parts of of lives that I do have. Um, but sometimes that's a huge fear for people. How will this group of individuals I've met, how will they interact and or accept these, this group of individuals um, that I grew up with and, and things like that. And y'all will be surprised. It does happen. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I got out of the book that's, you know, the good read was also, you know, identifiers or, or categorizing your friends. So you have your best friend, you have close friends, and you have casual friends which is important because a lot of people, we tend to just put everybody in a friend group and we have all these expectations, they the same, all on the board. When in reality, you know, your casual friends, those people that say, hi, you know, what's up with, cool. Your close friends, you're a little closer, man. That circle is a little tighter. And then you'll probably have one or two, maybe three. I've seen some people that have three best friends, like they just know everything. And <laughs> it's the, what are you willing to share with these individuals that really stick out? Um, your casual friends, you know, you probably just go out with them, you know, chill, hang out, have a good time. Your close friend, it's a little more deeper. Uh, so y'all probably shared and exchanged some stories and become a little more vulnerable. And then your best friend, they usually know like everything when it comes to dating, when it comes to work, when it comes to, uh, big decisions, you really find with those individuals and, and that's important because some people, they try to confine with their casual friends and that's when things kind of get messy because your casual friends are not, not necessarily, you know, on that level with you just yet. And that's where things kind of get messy. So being able to really separate, all right, cool, this is my friend group. How do I break down this into these three categories, best, close, and casual, and who fits in those categories? And what are my expectations for these subcategories as well? Like, where, like, what am I allowing myself to do and who am I allowing myself to be 
uh, amongst this group of people. So I think all those things are very important. They highly are important. And it's great for individuals to really think and be okay with growing apart from old friends and having that conversation. Because if you think it, I'm quite sure that other person thinks it as well. But it's one of those things that we keep silent because we don't want to face the truth. We don't want to hurt anyone. Uh, we, we we feel bad, uh, especially if, you, if you're the individual on the up and coming end. There's tend to continue to grow and elevate. And you see your friend stuck with some of the same things that you all been dealing with for years um, as it pertains to, you know, job, being at the same job that they don't like, being in the same relationship that they don't like. And it just seems as if they don't want to grow. Uh, and and when you have to tell that person, like, you know, I'm in a different space, I'm moving forward, that, that hurts because you know that individual needs you and or needs somebody. And you don't want to be the individual that's leaving. So uh, I understand um, the difficulties of growing apart. But then you have friends that's doing just as good as you, but they're on a whole different side of the world. And being able to maintain that friendship that you all once had uh, is is going to be hard. So, again, just really being accepting of growing apart. Um, The good read can really help as it pertains to just toxic uh, friendships. Uh, there's other books, there's other resources out there that you kind of use to figure out healthy ways to communicate uh, how you feel, why you feel in this way, as well as just making sure that your message is heard. You know, I think a lot of times people messages just get lost in trans uh, translation and that that's one of the biggest things because people hear what they want to hear opposed to what they need to hear. Um, so that was t- today's episode of Vail's World Podcast. Uh, feel free to hit me up on social media, Vail's World Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Y'all know that y'all can email me at Vail's World Podcast at ldmonger.com. If you want to sponsor a future episode, if you want to be a guest on the episode, if you want me to be a guest on your <laughs> on the episode or something that you have, uh, just feel free to hit me up. Um, again, you know, any thing is is a blessing so you all can donate as low as 99 cent a month to the podcast so i can continue to grow this thing uh, we we close we 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 hovering around 30 people <laughs> uh some months we get some people but then some months they leave um so please don't leave y'all like just stay it's just you know you could go as little as 99 cent um yeah also leave a voice message if you can Tell me how y'all feel about the ones that's there. The last couple episodes I've been having, using the voice message, man. So thank you all for continuing to support, continue to show love, man. Peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Veils World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, 
We can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.